we are in the season of Easter, and so we continue to hear stories of the risen Christ. And the story that we have today comes from the Gospel of Luke, and Jesus has risen from the grave. Jesus has walked with two people on the road to Emmaus, and as they have walked, they have been talking about Scripture, and they ask Jesus, although they do not know it is him, to stay with them for a meal. And as they break bread, they see that it is the risen Christ, and they know him in their presence in the breaking of bread. And this is what the disciples are talking about as this story begins. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. Jesus said to them, Why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, Jesus said to them, Have you anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish. And he took it and ate it in their presence. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, as we gather here this day on Earth Justice Sunday, we long for the risen Christ to appear in our midst. We long to hear the risen Christ speak Peace be with you. We long for courage and confidence as people of faith to face the world that is to come on this planet Earth, that we may believe in new beginnings and new possibilities. So bless us as we hear your story. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Some years ago, there was a film that starred Meryl Streep, and you're going to know because I'm having a 50-year-old moment that was called Defending Your Life. Do you remember this film? And the, the, it was a comedy, and, and it was about going to heaven. And being in heaven, there were things that people did, like facing their fears, and one of the particular characteristics of heaven was that you could eat anything you wanted, as much as you wanted, and never gain 
wait. This was heaven. And so heaven overflowed with pasta and pizza and a tremendous amount of chocolate cake. In ancient Egypt, the dead were buried with beer and bread and the occasional chicken. Supplies for the journey to the afterlife for when a person became hungry in that journey. In China, tablets are set up in shrines in the ancestral temple and offerings are made of fruit and vegetables because the ancestors are thought to be alive still on the earth. And this is a way of honoring and providing for those ancestors. According to Luke, Jesus ate fish. And as strange as that sounds, was Jesus hungry? Was the resurrection of such that Jesus needed to eat? There is, as odd as it is in this story, tremendous hope in that odd piece of fish. As Lou told us, On this Earth Day, we face harsh realities. Those warnings of the decades from Earth's climate scientists are happening. It is no longer a matter of keeping many things from happening. They are already. We know seasons are shifting. Temperatures have already risen and continue to rise. We have those extreme weather events, megastorms and droughts and floods. As crops die, floods also come and wash away seedlings. Ice is melting. In Glacier National Park, there are almost no glaciers left. People are hungry, and in many places in the world, growing hungrier, We just need to look to California to see the impact of droughts. In California, the drought means shorter showers, but in other places in the world, drought means famine. And Jesus comes to us and says, have you anything here to eat? And the drought in California raises all kinds of questions about how we eat. One of the most water-intensive crops in California is the alfalfa that is made, grown, as food for cattle. And the global livestock industry produces more greenhouse gas emissions than all the cars, planes, trains, and ships combined. How much we eat matters. How much meat we eat matters. And The drought in California asks us how much we need to eat strawberries in the middle of winter and how much carbon is produced in getting the pineapple to my kitchen table. Estimates of global food production in the future will require a need to increase at least 60% by 2050 within our children's lifetime and climate change puts sustainability and food security at risk. 
And so the gospel asked us, what will our children say when Jesus asks, have you anything here to eat? There is a wonderful theological hope in our Christian tradition, and I want to speak about the theology behind this hope and this odd, quirky story of the resurrection in Luke. The night that Jesus came and asked his disciples, have you anything here to eat? The disciples were huddled in Jerusalem, afraid. Jesus was dead. The dream for a more just world was over. The justice that Jesus taught had gotten him killed. It was finished. And they were afraid that the authorities who killed Jesus would find them next. And then there was this news that Jesus wasn't dead but had met people. And then Jesus stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And denial is a reasonable response to this experience of the risen Christ in our midst. And they thought that it must be a ghost, that this may be the spirit of Jesus, but Jesus can't be real. And Jesus says to them, look at me and touch me. Feel my flesh and bones. And they sort of begin to understand that Jesus is more than a ghost. And finally, Jesus says, have you anything here to eat? Because eating is proof. Ghosts don't eat. Despite what happens in Harry Potter, ghosts do not eat. And this was the proof that a person with a body eats, and therefore the resurrection is tangible and corporeal, and our bodies matter to God. Now, a literal reading of this story is ridiculous. Jesus was not hungry. To read this on a literal level completely misses the point of the story. Jesus did not need anything to eat. The disciples needed Jesus to eat something. They needed to know that the story of Jesus was not finished. They needed to know that the earthly work of justice and feeding, of standing up for the poor, had only just begun. The greater meaning this story. And even when we say, I believe in the resurrection of the body, is not in the physical body of Jesus rising out of the grave. It is that the material world matters to God. That God redeemed Jesus. That God redeemed creation. That bodies matter to God. And therefore, disease matters to God, and hunger matters to God, and crop shortages, and rising sea levels, and melting polar ice caps all matter to God. Our faith proclaims that God created the earth and called it good, and that God took 
on flesh and blood and became one with creation. And God raised flesh and blood to new life, to give new life to planet Earth. All of us, not just humanity, all the Earth. Christ is risen. The Earth is holy ground. All creation is sacred. Now, just as Jesus' disciples were afraid when Jesus was crucified, so we too get afraid when we hear about the crucifixion of the earth. Knowing that the earth is changing and has already started to have these impacts and consequences which are so devastating to our planet, this is frightening. And yet, Christ comes among us and says, Peace be with you. God is among us. Christ is alive. God has redeemed creation and calls us to continue the story of the work for justice God calls us to feed hungry people, to be a part of the hope, because even after death, new life rises. Jesus says to us, have you anything here to eat? And this is a way of asking us, can you make the resurrection real? Can you make the body of Christ today tangible? And corporeal? Can you take in your hands food and give it to someone? Can you do, as Lou asked us, that one action to make resurrection real? Now, we all know that there are ways to live out the hope of the risen Christ, ways great and small eat that meatless meal, plant squash in the backyard, and because zucchini grows like crazy, have only you in the neighborhood grow the zucchini. Somebody else the tomatoes, and you share it around because nobody can eat that much zucchini bread. Divest your stock portfolio from fossil fuels. Ride your bike, buy locally grown food, take the shorter shower. All of this we know. Our children need us to do this. Over spring break, my mom and dad came from Mississippi, and we took them to see the cherry blossoms. We went to visit Annapolis. Last Sunday, we took them to the Spy Museum, and after watching the James Bond trailers and looking at the hidden camera in the coat button and all other sorts of spy stuff, we went to dinner around the corner and a block away at the Clyde's restaurant. And on the menu was blue catfish. And the waiter explained that this was a very special kind of fish 
because these blue catfish came from the Chesapeake Bay and fed on blue crabs. Not live ones, mind you, catfish are bottom feeders, but this is what they were eating, and therefore they had the distinctive flavor. Now, it was enough for me to get it, and it was good, but I thought this story might be a little fishy. I wanted to know more about the delicacy of the Chesapeake Bay blue catfish. And it turns out that the blue catfish is considered an invasive species in the Chesapeake Bay. It shouldn't be there. And it's causing all kinds of problems for the bay and the environment, and it's threatening other creatures native to the bay. The solution? Catch it and eat it. The Whole Foods started selling this special Chesapeake blue catfish as a true delicacy. And it's a good solution. It's a good solution because almost 90% of the fish we eat in our nation is shipped from overseas. And we think about all of the carbon to get that fish when we have this local delicacy. It really was good. Going green doesn't always mean terrible sacrifices. All those sacrifices will need to be made. Going green is an adventure. And there is great hope for our future in that odd piece of fish. Amen.